Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. I also host the podcast Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, which you can listen to if you need your literary fix fast. This podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, is for anyone out there who wants to feel better in their bodies like I do. There's a private support group that I started on Instagram at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. And all of us share tips, suggestions, recipes, meal ideas, and generally just give each other lots and lots and lots of support so that it isn't so hard to do what should be simple, but somehow isn't. So please listen to the podcast, hear stories from people just like you who have struggled and overcome things and have ideas and suggestions. And let's just do this together. We got this. Thanks for listening. I had such a nice time talking to Barbara Libin about her whole history with her body, weight loss, how she discovered what worked for her and then became a coach helping other people. Barbara has been following me on, I think, Facebook and Instagram for a while, and we've become kind of social media friends. And now she's also joined the launch team for my upcoming anthology called Moms Don't Have Time Too. So we get to have Zooms with some other volunteers and I just really respect her and have, um, I feel like come to get to know her even though we've never met. So this conversation was just the icing on the cake and she gave a lot of really good feedback and tips. My biggest takeaway from it was when she said to remember your why, figure out your why, why are you doing this? But anyway, you listen to her and um, see see what resonates with you the most. And by the way, since I'll be releasing this episode, today is the Monday after Thanksgiving. I just wanted you all to to know that I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving and that if you are trying to regroup because this is the Monday after Thanksgiving, that I am with you. Our community is here. It might feel like a massive undertaking to regroup right now and it's just one day at a time and I'll be here and this podcast will be there and the Instagram community and all the rest. So you got this. Let's just do it all together and take our time and do it right and remember remember our why. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Oh, I was hoping that you could start off by telling other members of our community about sort of why you joined Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight and your weight history, your relationship with your body and sort of how we arrived here at this place and whatever else in all the notes you typed up that you want to say. (laughs) Sure, sure. I'm not great at talking off the top of my head. So I figured that I would have some notes so so I don't forget anything. The Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight community is fabulous because it's such a great place to find inspiration and motivation and really people that are in the same headspace and going through the same journey as I am. So it's so nice to connect with the other members. So my story is that as a child, we learned to have snack time every night. You know, that's how mom and I would hang out and chat and eat our whole box of Entenmann's. Oh my Um, God, Entenmann's, my favorite, my favorite. Right. Who knew you're not supposed to have a whole, you know, box at one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Then in high school and in college, like weight wasn't really an issue. I had some stomach problems. So I mostly like ate my grilled chicken and, you know, college, you're like walking all over campus. And so weight wasn't really an issue. But then I started graduate school. I was going to study audiology and I had just gotten married and I was eating everything my husband was eating, his food, his portion sizes. And I was sitting and I was studying and I didn't realize that all the girls that I was with in audiology school, 
they were eating the macaroni and cheese, but then they were going to the gym. (laughs) I missed that that part, the whole gym thing. So I gained almost 60 pounds and I was almost uh, 200 pounds. So I did Weight Watchers at that point and I was really successful. I lost all the weight. I got to my goal. I was super excited. And two minutes later, I found out I was pregnant. So I was pregnant with my first child. And again, like all these things people don't tell you, nobody told me that I couldn't eat everything not nailed down. I thought that like when the baby came out, the weight came out too. Like I didn't know. How was I supposed to know? Okay. So I delivered the baby via C-section. I wasn't really able to nurse and I did not lose one ounce of the weight. So then three months later, after I had the first baby, I was pregnant again. No. Right? So then I didn't gain as much with number two, but I was at 200 pounds again. So again, I had the C-section. I didn't really nurse and I was 200 pounds. And as you know, like fast forward through a busy life with two babies, two toddlers and working full time And I was last on my to-do list, right? Hashtag moms don't have time to lose weight, right? Um, So I put everyone and everything before my needs. So then when my daughter was two, I'm sorry, when my daughter turned five, I realized I could not live like this. I was feeling unhealthy. I was sluggish. It was terrible, but I didn't know what to do. Like I did not know how to lose the weight. So I re-signed up for Weight Watchers, right? And here like the cycle starts, right? Because I was so successful the first time. But this time I did not have time to focus on me. I was focusing on work and on the kids and I would store up all my points. Listen, I think Weight Watchers is fabulous for people that it works for. But for me, I would store up all my points all day and then I would gorge on pizza at night or something else that was not healthy and it wasn't working. So I didn't know where to turn, what to do. I actually, I found this woman online who was like giving me meal plans. And I remember like walking around the store and calling her and being like, I don't know where to find this food. And that was not sustainable. That was not going to help. So three years ago, I became synagogue president. And there was this crazy pivotal moment for me. My husband, who was so incredibly supportive and even keel and and just amazing and supports me through everything, him and I were standing in the bedroom. I remember this like yesterday. We were chatting and I said to him that, oh, once I finish my presidency, then, then I'll focus on getting healthy. And he got super upset. And he was like, you will not put volunteer work ahead of your health. And I was like, oh my God you're right. But again, I didn't know where to turn. So this is where Besheret or destiny happens. In fall 2017, I was on a Rachel Hollis live stream. I know I told you I love her. So I was on a Rachel Hollis live stream and there was another person that said this comment that really just struck me. So I was a little Facebook stalker-ish and clicked on her Facebook profile. And I saw that she was an Optavia coach. And I had no idea what Optavia was. Like I, no idea. Okay. So I messaged her. We talked about Optavia and I was like, why not? I might as well just try this because I've tried everything else. I mean, I was at the point that 
I, I just did not know what to do. Nobody teaches you this in school. Like, why don't they teach you this in elementary school, how to, how to eat healthy? Anyway. So at first I thought I had just joined a diet plan. You know, you eat the food or what Optavia calls the fuelings five times a day. Then you eat your protein and your vegetable. And, but all of a sudden the weight started coming off. Like I couldn't believe this. It kept coming off. And, and then I realized there was more to Optavia than just the fuelings. I started attending the Zoom calls and learning about the strategies for dealing with food and for dealing with cravings and portion sizes and moving my body. And I started to read the Habits of Health system that Dr. Anderson, who founded the program, wrote. And I learned about sleeping and stress management and drinking your water. I now drink 114 ounces of water a day, which is like, holy cow. (laughs) I know it's it's so crazy. And I realized it wasn't just about the food that I put in my mouth. It was about my whole life. So I spoke with my coach each week for like motivation and encouragement. And then about a year ago, I'm sorry, two years ago, I became a coach so that I could pass on this gift. Oh my God. And I've helped over a hundred people lose weight as well. And not only lose weight, but just get healthy and learn about all these healthy habits and changing their life. So, and it's great because I can also pass it down to my kids. You know, at dinner time, we talk about eating proteins and eating veggies and eating the rainbow and portion sizes. It's it's incredible. So after I lost 60 pounds, I started moving my body more And I realized I wanted to challenge myself to do new things. And I started running, which is like, oh my God, I was the kid who skipped school the day we had to run a mile because I knew I couldn't do it. So it was crazy. So now I've done several 5Ks and I've coached girls on the run, which is incredible. And our family runs 5Ks together. And now my goal before my 40th birthday is to run the half marathon in Disney World. So it's crazy this this like path that I have gone on. Wow. That's my story. That's a great story. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's amazing. It's amazing that you didn't give up, that you had your like aha moment and you found something right when you needed it. It kind of found you. I love that. Like who would have thought? I, and now you've given it back to other people. Like that's just awesome. It's just... It's amazing. It's really amazing. And I also love how, you know, it's not just about the food, right? It's never just about the food. And as you point out, you know, it's like a whole thing. It's the stress and the sleep and the water and the food and the nutrition. It's it's all combined. Right. It definitely encompasses your whole lifestyle. And I know there are so many times where there is there's tempting food, you know, there's, there's lunches at work or there's kiddish at synagogue, you know, there's, there's birthdays, there's anniversaries and it's okay to indulge, but I've learned how to be mindful about what I put in my body and really focus on those foods that are going to be good for me and keep me going. And, you know, I've learned like about trigger foods. So like, I don't know who can have like one bowl of cereal, but like that is not a thing in my life. Like if you have one, you have 10. And I've also learned a lot of like mantras. So like the positive self-talk about like, like one is too many, but a hundred's never enough. So like, I think about that when I want to have a cookie that like, is it worth it? Because I 
one is never going to satisfy me, but like, I'll never be totally satisfied. Or like, I love these like sayings. I just repeat them over and over. So like, if you slash one tire, would you slash all the rest of them? Mm. So no, of course. Like if you decide to have like a croissant for breakfast, okay, that doesn't mean that you have to just... The, that the rest of the day is done. Like you can eat healthy. The next time you put something in your mouth, you can eat healthy. Just because you have that croissant doesn't mean you need a donut for lunch, right? That's so the trap I fall into. Oh. Like a hundred percent. I'm like, oh, I had one of the kids' pancakes. Well, forget the day, you know? Right. And but since I'm forgetting the day, let's see how much bad I can squeeze into this one day because tomorrow is going to be a good day. <laughs> but every single time, that you put food in your mouth, it's a novel event. And so one day, you don't have to wait for a Monday. You don't have to wait for a January 1st. Every single time you eat is a new a new experience. Also during Corona, I'm finding that I'm talking a lot about comfort eating and stress eating. And I remind them that food is not a teddy bear. You don't need food. You need food to fuel your body. But if you're sad or if you're bored, take a walk, call a friend, journal, write, write your gratitude list. Food is not your teddy bear. Food is not your friend. Food is fuel for your body. It all makes sense when you're in the right mindset. You know, like when I'm in the right mindset, it's all fine. I can almost right. even like have temptations on the counter. Like I can, it all works and I get it. And but then when it doesn't work, <laughs> none of it makes sense. You know, like, yes, of course, oh like, my God, yeah. is not a teddy bear, but like, I can't do those other things in the middle of stress, right? If it's like full on kids stress, which like I happen to be going through now, like I can't take time to journal or I feel as though I can't, I probably could because I take time to like reply to work emails and do all sorts of other things like talk to you. But in terms of like prioritizing my own eating, like that's where it gets very tricky for me when the, the short term like hit of something sugary or good can change the moment more than anything I feel else I have at my fingertips right then. Right. No, I definitely understand that. And I think it's important to remember that in the moment, that cookie might make you feel good, but in the long run, it's not going to help you sustain your energy and keep going at the level that you need to. So something that's been really helpful is I bought the biggest water bottle I could find because I was lazy and I wasn't refilling my water bottle. I bought a 128 ounce bottle because I find, I know that this sounds crazy to people listening, but I can't find the time to fill my water bottle. Okay. So I fill it in the morning. I get that five minutes and I fill the water bottle in the morning and then I sip at it all day. Right? So that is that is filling me up. And the more water you drink, sometimes you're not actually hungry. You're really just thirsty. And so you just keep drinking and drinking. And you know what? That night eating is such a hard habit to break. Even for me, I, I'm constantly working on it, but I try to drink seltzer so that the bubbles fill my tummy a little bit or really just stay out of the kitchen, really refocus what I'm doing. Sometimes I'll literally turn on a TV show just so that I can focus on something other than, wow, I really want a cookie because it's not helping me achieve my goal. What? Why? Something really important is why 
Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to get healthy? You really have to get to the the meat of the issue. It's so true. I know. It's so true. One trick I'm reaching because I'm showing you this, even though this is a podcast, but I've gotten like really into hint water because I interviewed the author of Undaunted, which is all about hint. And I had never tried it before. And I hate drinking water. It's like, I hate it. I hate everything about it. I don't like drinking at all. Anyway, now I have like all these different flavors. So whenever I reach into the cabinet and I don't like them cold, I'm so particular. It's like, I'm so high maintenance with my water. Anyway, so now I have all these different flavors. So I never know when I reach in to the cabinet, like which one I'm going to get. And it's always like a slightly different taste. So, but oh my gosh, I was looking over like how many of these would I have to drink? I'd have to drink like 10 of these to do the amount of water you do in a day. I'm lucky if I drink like one or two of these in a day. Tell you that getting a water bottle with a straw is a really great tip because while you're typing, you can be drinking water. I am drinking water while I'm typing all the time because you just drink through the straw and then you you don't need your hands. It's an incredible tip that I give all my clients and it really helps us drink more water. Yeah. And also eating on a regular schedule, not, not like getting to the point that you're so hungry that, and I know moms have such a hard time with this, you know, I'm taking care of the kids and, and dealing with their needs and our needs are coming last, but if you really either prepare the night before and maybe like lay out what you're planning on eating or cut veggies, oh, when the when you get home from the store, the farmer's market, get everything ready and prepare it in the fridge so you can just grab it. It's all about convenience. Like we don't have time to sit and make gourmet meals. So while I'm like making calls or helping the kids or whatever... I've started every three days making a ratatouille, which literally involves just heating up some olive oil, throwing a ton of veggies in a huge stock pot and letting it simmer. And then I have this great veggie concoction ready for me for the week. I mean, it's so fabulous. I love ratatouille. That's a great idea. I should do that. And it's actually, it's so easy. I, I don't even like finely dice things. Like we're literally talking about chopping big pieces and throwing it in a pot. And I put zucchini and eggplant and peppers and some tomatoes and broccoli because I'm weird. And, and you just let it simmer. And then all of a sudden you have a great side dish to like eggs or tofu or meat or whatever. I still think all of this is, these are fabulous tips. It's just like dragging. I think you just have to be ready. I guess there's just nothing else to say. If you're not in it emotionally, no tip is going to do the trick. You can't just like... You're 100% right. You have to like have the flip switch in your mind and be ready. And then you can, you know, you'll be open to all of these great suggestions. Absolutely. It's 100% about intrinsic motivation. In my other life as an audiologist, I say the same thing about hearing aids. Like it's all about intrinsic motivation. I'm not going to come to your house and put in your hearing aids. I'm not going to come to your house and make you drink your water. It's about intrinsic motivation and really finding your why. And also thinking, especially in this time of Corona, we all need to be healthy. As as you know, I mean, we all want to strive for health and anything that we can do to give ourselves a leg up right now. No, you're so right. And I think that is really like the most important thing of this whole conversation for me, at least just finding your why and remembering why, because often it's not just like 
I want to look better. I want to fit into my clothes. There's usually something under there that is so easy to lose sight of, but it's so important. (laughs) And when you find that why, I know my coach is really good about saying like, okay, this is your why, but why? Like really digging really deep. And once you figure that out, write it on a post-it and put it on your bathroom mirror. So every morning you wake up and you have that intention. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to live your healthiest life? I want to be able to keep up with my kids. I want to be able to have all the energy in the world. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it comes down to really, we want to be here. We want to be here as long as possible and as best shape as possible for our kids. I mean, like at the root of it, not for everybody, but like, I think especially for like harried mothers and whatever, like I can't afford to waste my useful life essentially. Right. And then whenever you, right. You, whenever you feel your body responding negatively to the foods you're putting in, it's like a wake up call or it should be. And you know, you don't always get a do over. So Zibi, something that so important though, is for everybody to remember that this is a lifelong journey. If you have that piece of cake that maybe wasn't planned or you have that cookie or it's, it's not the end of the world. We're all human. We're not going to be perfect a hundred percent of the time. A lot of people talk about the 80, 20 rule, right? You just want to try your best. And that's all that matters. Go in with a plan, go in being mindful. But when you decide to eat that hors d'oeuvre that maybe what you weren't planning, okay, get, cut yourself some slack. We're all doing the best we can. And I love the quote that you just want to be better than yesterday. That's all. You just want to be 1% better than yesterday. We're just trying our best. Oh, very good advice. Very good advice. (laughs) I was like so motivated and so on it for like this whole time of starting this enterprise. And I'm, you know, having been locked in the house with COVID kids and all the rest, it's been throwing me for a loop. So I'm... You know, I remember back when I was a Weight Watchers leader before I had kids and it all seemed so easy. Like suddenly it all just became easy. Once I found a system that worked and I could focus on it and make the meals. And I was like, people would come in and be like, oh, I don't know, my kids. And I'm like, what? It's so straightforward. (laughs) You just found the points. Like it's right there. You just write it down. And now it's just like... Oh, I I just, I can't, but I want to like kick that version of myself in the head and just be like, no, no, no. (laughs) I totally get it. And I struggled for so many years and I'm still struggling. Every day is a learning opportunity for me too. I mean, why doesn't the scale move or why? Like, I totally get it. There was a great article in the Washington Post that talks about internal rules. And so it said like, what are your rules for how you're going to lose or maintain your weight and like what are non-negotiables like for me I think a rule would be like no cereal because there's no portion control for me but to so like what are your rules what are even if you're struggling like what are your non-negotiables that you're going to drink 5 of those hint waters a day right maybe not 10 that's okay but what are your rules that you feel like even on your worst day that you can accomplish 
those rules. So maybe it's 10,000 steps. I don't know. For me, these days, it's really focusing on the water intake because it seems to help other things fall into place. But what are your rules? Yeah. These are all really good points. And I love how you are teaching your kids how to eat. I mean, sometimes I do that too. My daughter is like a pasta addict and we always have like a side of pasta or something that makes sure she likes something, right? And sometimes she'll just eat the pasta and try to get up from the table. I'm like, you just had a plate of flour. Like you basically, I could have put, I could have sprinkled flour and poured water on your plate and that was your dinner. (laughs) Come back and eat some protein, you know? And she's like, okay. So (laughs) I love that. I totally get it. We actually, we've started, and again, we're not perfect. We're all just trying our best, but we've tried to say, Hey, we're going to have pasta once a week. And I serve in the kitchen and then bring it out, you know, so that they can't take seconds or whatever. My daughter has actually taken it upon herself to start. She makes a Morningstar farm patty and she cuts it up and puts it in her pasta and she cuts up some peppers and puts it in her pasta, mixes it all together. So it's like a fancy pasta dish. Um, You know, we're trying to just mix it up. But let me tell you, it gets so monotonous when like, you know, everyone's busy, everyone's tired from work and school and what are we having for dinner? And I, I get it. I totally, we, we were really good about meal planning. And I feel like during Corona, we've kind of fallen off that, that wagon a little. And I would love for us to get back on that, but it's, we're just trying our best, right? Moms are yes. tired. I know. I'm like, I'm so sick of just, I'm just so sick of dinner. <laughs> and every day it's like back again. Like you, know, you can you never cross it up. Kids. Anyway. <laughs> These kids, they need to eat so much, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I haven't been to a restaurant. Not that I used to go out that often, especially with the kids. Like I hardly ever take them out really, to be honest, but enough that like it was such a treat and I haven't been with them to a restaurant and I don't know, nine months now or something. I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be so nice? Like, <laughs> anyway. Dishes other than us. That would be so fabulous. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, thank you for coming on and sharing your story and how you help your clients. And I see why your clients must love you because you're <laughs> so encouraging and have uh, such a good mix of practical tips and empathy and all the rest. And also because it's your birthday and you agreed to come on for half an hour in the midst of a special day for you. So <laughs> thanks, Barbara. Thanks for for connecting in this way and sharing all of your advice and, and, and all of it. So thanks. Thank you so much, Zibby. This was so fun. For me too. And so helpful. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, have a have great fun night. celebrating. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. Don't forget to follow the private support group at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight on Instagram. Thanks.